You know who we haven't heard from in a little while, and I think it's long overdue. Yes, of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, Dorothy. And luckily for us, she's on the phone and on the show. Welcome to the Side Stage Show. Dorothy, how are you over there? Hey, Travis. What's up, Fargo? Miss you guys. Hey, we can't wait to see. How are you feeling, first of all? First and foremost, how are you feeling? Uh, well, I have been sitting around in the house at home just doing work and uh, can't really move much because... I wanted to tell everyone about the surgery I just had. I had uh, my breast implants taken out, and the reason was they, they were actually making me sick. Oh and I gosh. figured, what more better of a platform to speak about it than the radio? When you have a lot of female listeners, a lot of husbands out there with wives or daughters who you know might be going through this. Right. So um, I've just been taking it really, really easy the last 12 days. All right, so let's take it back a little bit. What were some of the symptoms you were starting to experience leading up to knowing you were going to need this surgery? Okay, so uh, I hadn't been feeling really well. It's like a low-grade sense of just not feeling well for years. Right. And I could never figure out what it was because I got blood work that came back normal, you know, within the normal range, as the doctor would say. Um, But I was always tired, always a little depressed. Um, I had insomnia, panic attacks, anxiety. And then I had trouble remembering things, like the, the simplest things, like what I did a couple days ago, um, and it's called brain fog. And then uh, as it started to get worse and worse, I noticed, you know, more and more of my hair was actually falling out in the shower. I have hair. Right. I kept it all. It's there. It's right. just I started noticing it, you know, and I kept thinking, what the heck is wrong with me? And I woke up one day and out of nowhere, for no reason at all, the first thought I had is take your breast implants out. It was almost like a... I like to call it a God shot, even though I'm not religious. It was almost like I was asking for help and like woke up and this thought came to me and I just knew. I knew it in my heart and I started researching and I found this website called healingbreastimplantillness.com and I started reading the symptoms. I had most of the symptoms and started reading the stories from other women and it sounded just like my story. So immediately I started almost panicking because this is a scary thing to go through. And then I did more research. They had a list of, you know, surgeons that um, specialize in total capsulectomy, which is your body forms a capsule around the implant. And if you don't remove that capsule, which is full of toxins and some of the horrible products that are in these implants, your, your symptoms won't go away. And so the doctor has to take everything out. It's a major surgery. Um, and I started researching and I called several doctors. They were booked out a year in advance. And the reason was the FDA just let everybody know that one of the companies recalled the textured silicone implants for being linked to lymphoma cancer. Oh, no. And, um, you know, this is a very scary thing to experience, but I just kept going and I somehow got very lucky. I found Dr. Ritu Chopra in Beverly Hills. I messaged him on Instagram thinking it's going to be his assistant or his office. And he wrote back to me himself, and they happened to have an opening, and they took me in early. So I had the surgery 12 or 13 days ago. And uh, when I woke up from the surgery, even though I was inundated with the drugs that they give you, um, I felt like a giant weight lifted off not just my chest, but my spirit. And my mind felt a little clearer. Right. Right. Well, you look like you're a brand new person. Obviously, you're still in recovery mode here, but you look like you're a brand new person. So you said it kind of had something to do with the recall of the breast implant. So let me ask you, are you a part of that recall? Will some of your costs be be covered then in that recall? 
No, I didn't have those specific implants, okay. but it, you know, to hear that a product's being recalled because it's directly linked to cancer of the blood is is not something you want to hear when you have implants. But anytime you have a foreign object, yeah. you know, lodged in your body, the body wants to fight it, and right. that's what this is doing. It's causing this autoimmune response of the body trying to fight whatever this foreign invader that it doesn't recognize is. So um, that's where the symptoms come from. Sure. Let me ask you, how long have you, how long had you had these implants in? 10 years. And the interesting thing is um, symptoms tend to show up around the 10 year mark. Ah. (laughs) And 95% of women report feeling better once they have their implants taken out. That's interesting. Obviously, you're a different person now. You're, you're a little older, a little bit more mature. But 10 years ago, knowing that there was a possible risk, what was your reasoning for wanting to get the implants? I didn't know there was a possible risk. Okay. And none of this information, if it was out there, I didn't know about it. Sure. And I don't think it was out there, not to this degree. Right. Um, you know, we're led to believe breast implants are safe. Nobody believed these women. There's doctors out there that are like, these, this is absolutely in your head. Right. What you're experiencing is oh. in your head or it's being caused by something else. But how can so many women, I'm talking about in the six figures on Facebook, just in America, in, you know, there's a group uh, that was started by this lady named Nicole, where like 300,000 women or something, right. a very large number of women came together. They all have the same story. So how can these doctors say it's all in our head? Right. You know, that's almost like gaslighting somebody. That's not acceptable in any way, shape right. or form. So these symptoms are real. I experienced them myself. Yeah. And I knew what to do right away, and I went and I did it. Uh, to me, it wasn't an option. I went back to my original surgeon who tried to tell me I know exactly how you feel, which made me furious because he, he didn't. Right. You know, you're not going to like the way your breasts look if you take them out. You're not going to like the way you look. Right. And at that point, I'm thinking they're slowly killing me, and you're not hearing what I'm saying. Exactly. I don't care how my breasts look. I don't care if I'm completely flat-chested. Right. I don't care if I have scars everywhere. They have to come out. Yeah. Absolutely. Luckily, how, how dare they? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. How dare they? But then there's amazing, wonderful doctors like Dr. Chopra. There's several um, explant surgeons listed all over the United States. Dr. Um, Chen, uh, Dr. Fang in Ohio, who's a woman who's been doing this for decades, right. that are trained in microsurgery and uh, they know how to properly explant for the patient. Uh, they're the ones that are listening to their patients and very, very compassionate. My doctor said, I believe you, the data and the women don't lie. Right. It's right there in front of our face. You know, so I'm telling people out there about my story. Right. And healingbreastimplantillness.com has all the tools you need. I mean, there's stories on there, testimonies, symptoms, right. facts about these implants, what's inside these implants. You'd yep. be so shocked about the uh, list of ingredients the doctors that you need to seek out that are highly recommended by other women um so it's all there for you and i just want to put it out there i appreciate that we're going to put that link up too when we uh repost the the link to this interview we're going to put that out there as well for for all the women and, and the men out there who need to know about this too because what i you know it's like you said it could be their daughters it could be their wives that are going through this the great thing about you dorothy is you're somebody who doesn't let something like this beat you down you learn from the experience and you move forward and you want to share your experience so that other people learn from that what would you say you've learned from this experience um well one this whole psychological journey i went through with these implants started you know a long time ago with an emotionally abusive partner who told me that i wasn't good enough and that if I wanted to be a 10, I needed breast implants wow. and beat that into my head 
to the point where, you know, and at first I'm like, you know, screw this. Like, I don't believe this guy. And because, you know, when you're wrapped up in an abusive relationship, there's a very strange dynamic that goes on. There's a whole psychological aspect to it. So um, I started to believe it. And my self-esteem just slowly started to get worn down to the point where I actually got them after I left him. After I left this person is when I got them. That's the irony. And uh, thinking that they would make me happy and they would make me more attractive. And none of that is true. We need to stop letting society dictate what beauty and what power and, you know, who you are as a person is. Because it's all a big lie. (laughs) I Continue, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've learned, you know, that... But maybe I went through this for a reason. So I haven't decided if it's really good or really bad yet. Right. Because while it's painful, it's like that's the area of your body where you feed your children. And we're told as women that if we don't have big breasts, we're not enough. You know, we're not sexy enough. We're not desirable. That that really affects you on a very deep level. So then taking them out and now I'm left with these scars. But my doctor gave me a lift and the shape looks great. They look as close to my original breast as I could have hoped for. And the scars are are going to be like a reminder of what I went through. Right. Well, it only adds to your beauty because if anybody has seen you, you're a stunning woman. You certainly don't need oh. these to enhance anything. So obviously your personality is what definitely is part of winning everyone over. And I appreciate you sharing that message with our listeners. You touched base on something that I would really love to get your input on. Society. We're getting a little bit better, but they're still focused on, of course, looking perfect. Uh, as if there wasn't enough pressure already for young girls uh, who think they need to enhance themselves in some way to, uh, you know, be an Instagram model or get cast in that role or, for, for God's sakes, get that guy's attention. What is your message to them to let them know you don't have to change anything about yourself? So what is your message? Well, you know, it's worse now than ever. But this has been going on for a very, very long time before we had social media and Instagram and Facetune and girls were able to just, you know, take their waist in on their phone and just, you know, completely change who they are at the touch of their phone. But magazines have been doing this for for decades and decades. I mean, that message has always been put out there. Why? I don't know. I think it's easier to sell products to women or to people once they feel insecure. And once you kind of transcend that level of thinking to a different place i i I really don't i don't think you can get there by any other way than life experience um that's when you see it for what it really is like this experience for me has helped me see that even more so i think that life teaches you these lessons for a reason and and uh i never felt attractive ever you know there's always someone more attractive right and and we all want more and now it's like the Photoshop and all that. Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar said it great. You know, he doesn't want to see any Photoshop. He wants to see your stretch marks. Right. There's some lyrics in one of his songs, and I I laughed when I heard that because he's putting it out there, and just him putting it out there for all his fans to hear that from a man right. is big. I mean, it's really really comforting to hear something like that. So, you know, kudos I just to want- him for that. That's applaud him. That's that's fantastic that he put that out there. I, I tell you what, we're certainly glad you're recovering and, and and getting better and getting back on your feet. Because like I said at the beginning of this interview, we are long overdue some Dorothy music. We haven't had an album from you since March of 2018. Ooh. So update us. What what's going Ooh. on? This is the good part. Well, one of the good parts. So this record will be coming out this year. 
I'm looking to put out a couple singles. I haven't put out music in a while, um, so I'm I'm ready to put out music. So uh, I can't give you a definitive timeline, but I will tell you that I've worked with Keith Wallen from Buck Cherry. Wow. I'm sorry, from Breaking Benjamin. Yep. Uh, Stevie DeCane from Buck Cherry. I worked a little bit with Justin Hawkins in The Darkness. Wow. Um, and now I'm working with some wonderful producers in L.A., and my band, and this is going to be a very energetic, in-your-face rock and roll record, one that I've wanted to make for a long time. We're actually launching my new website today. Oh. It's just a new look, so you can kind of get a sense of, I feel like who I really am is coming back. That's what it feels like. Well, it's like you said, maybe this needed to happen because it's a new reawakening, and it is just giving you that fire that you obviously seem to have just talking with you. You're ready to to take over. Obviously, we want you to recover and get back to 100% first, but I think on top of that, once you're ready to go, we are excited for, for what's about to come out. Now, I want to mention something. I tagged you in a tweet earlier this week. There was a radio station that came out that basically said they cannot play female artists back-to-back. And uh, it was a country music station. Well, now there's a country music uh, video station on TV that said, we are now from this point on going to be playing 50% men, 50% women. First of all, I look at this as that should have already been. We shouldn't have had to have something like this happen for it to bring it to the surface and people make changes. This already should have happened. So let me ask you, as a strong, amazing woman going through something who's about to be a part of this movement uh, in 2020, not only for women, but rock. Rock is making a huge movement this year, and you're about to be a part of that. What do we need to do to make sure that women are up front, front and center, getting equal play, getting equal pay? What do we need to do? You know, I think it's just a matter of living with integrity, live and let live, treat others how you want to be treated. It's very simple. Um, when we keep dividing people and pitting, pitting women against each other and pitting men against women and women against men and everyone against the trans community and, you know, this person against that person, whatever, it just creates drama. Right. And it's a mess. Who wants to live that way? Don't you want to be treated with respect and kindness and given an opportunity? Um you know, so I'm glad that they're doing 50-50 men and women on the on the country video station. That's great. Right. Uh, and I'm very happy that Rock is making a comeback. And I'm very happy to be part of it. Uh, I think that you have to lead by example. So I'm just doing what I do. I try my best to be a better person. I try to work on my character defects. And trust me, I have a lot of them. You know, I'm in recovery for alcohol and drugs. Right. So that's part of it, um, is working on working on your character defects and trying to be a better person. And when you do that, you start to realize your patterns and how you treat people and how you behave. And it's not always easy to admit to yourself, I screwed up, you know, or or maybe I could work on this. But everyone has to take responsibility for themselves. And people that are kind of blind to that, you know, that aren't aware, they're the ones that tend to go around and just do things with, you know, harming people without realizing it. And I think we're, we're moving past that. People are waking up. It's really, really good. Right. I love it. I love that you are standing tall and sharing your story uh, with everybody, and you're not shy about talking about that, faults and all. And that makes me want to touch base on something that you just shared yesterday, and I appreciate you doing this as well. But I feel like there's a part three to your statement that I think should be that should be mentioned. But you said yesterday, um, I'm borderline bipolar, and I'm done hiding. But I feel like there should be 
a part three to that. Like, and it's okay. Hey, I'm working on me, faults and all, but don't judge me. Accept me for who I am. What would the part three to your statement be for those fans who are listening and obviously watching you on social media? You're leading by example. You know, you inspire a lot of people. You motivate a lot of people for what you're doing just in music. But because you're coming out and sharing your story, faults and all, what would the part three of this is my situation, I'm done hiding, and blank? What would you, what would that third statement be? So that's interesting. Um, borderline personality disorder and bipolar get misdiagnosed because the symptoms are so similar. Right. And you actually can have both. I'm very new to this. I'm still like doing my research and trying to get mental health care in America. I mean, in my experience, has been a joke. It's right. very difficult to find and very expensive. You can't, sometimes you find a great doctor and they're not covered by your insurance and you're paying, I paid a thousand dollars for my first visit with a wonderful uh, mental health care provider in LA right. because I needed the help that badly. I mean, it was insane. That was my first visit. So yeah. That's just to paint a picture. Another thing that's interesting about this is I was reading a testimony from one of the breast implant illness survivors, and she said, you know what? I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder this year, you know, before I took them out. And I had never had that before. And there are neurotoxins in the implant. So I'm on this journey of trying to figure out where it's stemming from. Did I have it before? Did did the implants cause it? Did it make it worse? You know, because you can be born with it. You Uh, can have... uh neurotoxins affecting how your brain functions. It's a big puzzle piece that I'm trying to like piece together. But um, yeah, borderline bipolar is not talked about enough. A lot of that stuff is not talked about enough. And borderline patients are at a very high risk for suicide. And therapists generally don't love working with us because we're so difficult. They have, you know, therapists swap out like you know tag each other in like now i'll handle her and now i'll handle her and let's switch off because they're we're so complex and that makes it very difficult for kids out there who are suffering to get help and so that you know they're at a high risk for suicide and i I will share this i know what where it stems from is a deep-seated fear of abandonment Mm -hmm. that is the main uh symptom i would say or characteristic of somebody with borderline very very sensitive to rejection and abandonment. Right. And I don't know where mine comes from, but maybe I'll just write a song about it. Actually, I already did, so... Love it. Well, before we wrap this up, first of all, you're amazing. We appreciate you taking the time to to share... This, these wonderful messages with our listeners, your fans, women out there who, who wanted to hear your story. And of course, we're getting very, very excited for brand new music. Any working titles on the album at all that we might be able to uh, get clued in on? Yeah, but I don't want to release that just yet because I would like to protect that creative part of my vision for sure, now until sure. it's submitted, you know, all the paperwork's done, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I have some good titles. Uh, we can't really great wait. Songs. Oh, can't wait. You got us chomping at the bit over here. We can't wait for some Dorothy music. Real quick, once again, ETA on when we might hear that first song. Mm, as soon as possible. That's all I can say. <laughs> I respect that. I Dor- <laughs> Dorothy, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for making time to Thank chat you. with us here in Fargo. Would you do me a favor? When you go on the road, would you make sure Fargo is one of your stops this year? We're long overdue for a Dorothy show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're hanging out. I'm going to bring the band. We're going to just hang out in the studio. Say hi. Awesome. I appreciate that.
We want to thank Dorothy once again for that awesome conversation. Can't wait for the new music. Can't wait for the tour. Make sure you tune in to the Side Stage Show every Thursday from noon to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on 95.9 KRFF, heard throughout the Fargo-Moorhead area. You can also listen online anywhere at any time at RadioFreeFargo.org.